This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International. And it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon Terrell, and we've got another great uh, episode for you. And today I've got in the studio with me Woody Whitley. Hello, Woody. Hello, Vernon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And Woody uh, is on staff at Grace Ministries International. And Woody has a story to tell. And I, I'm very excited for you to hear it. Even some of our own staff don't know the full extent of Woody's story. So let me start it off this way, uh, Woody. Have you been a Christian all your life? The key question is all, no. No. So how did how did all this Christian stuff start? I mean, were, were you raised in a Christian family? Was this just a part of your culture, or was there something else? Actually, I was raised in a Christian family um, since I was very small. Uh, my father eventually became a deacon of a Baptist church. So I was pretty—that's why I was on the team till all through— High school. Mm. Well, what happened in high school? Oh, nothing. It was after. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'll tell you because I work with students, and high school is critical. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's some stuff that happens in high school, and I love working with students because when they get a hold of uh, the message of Jesus, uh, those that get a hold of it, wow, it's life changing. But for you, you got through high school, and something changed. Well, let's see, United States Marine Corps, mm. Vietnam, yeah, 1968. 1968. What happened? Uh, well, even on my dog tags, it says Baptist. Mm-hmm. So I joined the Corps as a believing Baptist. And things were not always pleasant in Vietnam. Um what was it like? I mean, your first, you're drafted, is that correct? Or no, did you enlist? I enlisted. You enlisted? Yes. Why did you enlist? Um, why not? Why not? Was that just a <laughs> high school thing after high school? Why not? Well, you know, it was uh, after high school and just hanging out and the war was going on. I heard friends of mine joining the service. So I said, well, let me jump on out there. So, so either was it really for love of country or just more friends were there and it was... Uh, probably a lot of ignorance for me. <laughs> Watch too many John Wayne movies. But, uh, you know, my father had been a Marine, and it just made sense to me. By the way, before joining the Marine Corps, everyone knew me as Dwight. Oh. When I went into boot camp, out of the blue, I pulled out Woody, because anyway, that's wow. probably what you didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Was, was boot camp... Uh, all that you hear about when you, when it comes to the Marines was it 1967? I guarantee it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, it was full on. Right. And uh, was it a place where you could uh, really experience God? <laughs> <laughs> that was a partial word. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, that was no. That was not the focus. I say that, but you look in their handbook. And the things that they guide a good Marine by come from the Bible. Wow. That's another episode, but yeah. Mm. When you were there, did, 
But did that experience start you down a different path? Or was that already beginning, moving maybe away from the Christian faith? No, the, the transition started in Vietnam. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Uh, well, we had made contact many times. And uh, uh, July, on a particular operation, uh, we started moving out. And I won't go into all the details, but when they opened up on our battalion, we were in the com- front squad, front company, front squad. And um, pretty much they had us pinned down for about four hours. Mm. 36 killed, 104 wounded. My A-gunner was one of the guys mm. died. I was one of the wounded. So. Mm. Um, you, were, uh, you were wounded during that y- yes. engagement? There. Yes. I was loading my machine gun when this enemy from a different direction shot at me, and they hit my rounds. They blew up my hands. and mm. So then I, uh, anyway, laid there for four hours trying to take protection behind a rice paddy tag. Wow. What was going through, what was, I mean, this is a long time ago, but do you remember what was going through your mind? And- oh, you betcha. I'm thinking at any second, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because just a little bit of, drink a little water, around would land about two feet from my head. Hmm. The guy knew where I was at and wanted me, but he just couldn't get high enough on the hill to get me. So I'm thinking this is over. Hmm. And, and I'm thinking, I don't all the biblical stuff, all the foundational stuff, gone, baby. Mm. No, nothing to do with that no more. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense to most people listening to that. But but it was it was like, for you, done. Game over, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when I got up from there, I, I was, I say, born-again atheist. I had nothing to do with it. Yep. What, uh, and were you, you lie, you were there for, how long did you say? We were pinned down for four hours. Four hours. Right. And then were you just evacuated out to a hospital? Well, after we got gunships in and different things to take control of the situation, then finally the uh, chopper came in, took me back to Da Nang. And uh, then when I got to Da Nang, I also found out I was coming down with malaria during the same period. So I was pretty jacked up. Yep. I mean, that's... Uh, that's a lot. And yeah. were you, I mean, it sounds like you were really conscious game over with God. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, was, that wasn't like just an after. That was like intentional game over. Exactly. Well, then what, what happened next? You know, you're in the hospital and you're recovering game over with God. What else is going on? I mean, did, was that intentional going against God or just no more pursuing God? No more believing in God. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a fairy tale. It's a nice platitude. You feel good on Sunday, but we're in the trench. Like, where's God? Yeah. Right now. Exactly. I got hit. Yeah. I'm hurt. Yeah. Why would this happen if I'm, if God's with me? Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So I, that's me. I came back uh, from Nam and talked to all the people in my church and everything, told them that where I went, where I am, and they couldn't hardly believe it. Good old Dwight was a good boy. 
you know. Uh, you were the, I mean, before then, were you the poster child for a nope. Christian young man? I think so. I mean, no one would take pictures, but yeah, I was, <laughs> that's, that was my identity was at the church. Yeah. Uh, all the weekends and everything we did was always at the church. And, but this one, but this one event that says, all right, where are you, God? Yeah. Uh, three, four loop. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so many things, you watch movies, you watch this and that, but when the reality is in your face, it's uh, pretty profound. Mm. So, like how can you find God in the midst of the fire? Yeah. And the blood? Yeah. And the mess? Yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, but this conversation is not about me, it's about God. So I lived that way for 35 years. Hmm. 35 years of going from a, um, a Christian to a born-again atheist. Yes. Living 35 years. was In that 35 years, was there um, any evidence of God? You know, you know, did you seek him? Did you have thoughts of God? Did, or was it just blank? My thoughts were very negative, abrasive. Uh, you, I'll tell you one story. My father, since I've been on visitations as a teenager, I knew the direction of conversations. And I can see my father right now. Trying to witness to me. Mm. And I told him, I'm happy for you. I don't want anything to do with the stuff. And uh, that was later in my life. And uh, How old were you then, roughly? Uh, probably 38, 39. And Dad was trying to witness to you because he knew. Yeah, sure. Because you already told him. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know anything about it. Oh. Yeah, no, everyone knew where I stood. Yeah. And... Uh, in fact, I, I met my wife in Japan on a blind date, and that's another story. But um, so we eventually got married, and she assumed, "Oh, Americans, of course you're Christian." She said, "We go into church." I said, "No." <laughs> X-rated, X-rated response. No, yes. nothing to do with that. And so, how did she respond to that? Was she like, "Okay"? Well, she was raised uh, Shinto and Buddhist, and. You know, she's heard about Jesus, but mm. that was about it. So we were equally yoked. <laughs> exactly. Very good words. <laughs> yeah. So uh, things clocked along that way and, you know, working from your flesh, making the best decisions, not always good ones. Right. But would you say that um, were you uh, confrontational toward God or other believers or were you just pretty just forward in your, if they ask you or forward in your decision to not want anything to do with God. Yes. And confrontational if they were required it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, matter of fact, you know, mm -hmm. um, was that always your personality by the way? Uh, just matter of fact guy. Probably. Yeah. Um, it's probably yeah. a true statement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not very creative. I just cut to the chase and tell you where I stand. Yeah. So, um, 
So after your dad tried, he tried to witness, did he try multiple times? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. My mom was a praying woman. Mm-hmm. I still have her Bible. Wow. Wow. I have my Bible from 1965. You didn't get rid of it. No, she kept it. She protected it. <laughs> I think God protected that Bible. Yeah, you're right. Through her. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. So both my parents passed away knowing that I was a non-believer. They know now. Yeah. And uh, there's a party going on. It's like, yeah. there's a party going on right now. Woody just I was, came back. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, yeah, I'll get there. And my dad's going to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows. He knows. And, um, I guess I'd like to, if you don't mind, yeah. talk about the the point that there were things changed. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Uh, we were you know, living in Fort Myers. I had prostate cancer, another wonderful gift from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after recovery from there, we decided to move to Fort Myers, Florida. We went to, on my birthday, matter of fact, which is Monday, mm. we... Um, Went to a Japanese restaurant, and the, and the uh, waitress says, um, Oh, I'd like to introduce you to another family that American married a Japanese. And, she, and then she says, But they're Christians. I said, Oh my God, they look like such nice people, too. <laughs> you know, totally not a plus. Anyway, so we began to hang out because the, the wives had a lot in common, putting up with. Well, he's an eighth-degree black belt, so both of us kind of arrogant. You know, we know what's going on, kind of guys. And uh, but they got along great. So one night we went to dinner at a restaurant, and they would pray over the meal. And I said, "Oh, whatever," you know. And uh, so we came back to their house. We were sitting the four of us, and I asked a question, challenging, basically. And my buddy Tim says, well, what is like this? On the day of judgment, because you're a believer, he said, you'll see your whole life played for you on the screen. And every once in a while, you see some red paint come on. He said, that'll be the blood of Jesus so that Father God will not judge you by those things you did. Mm. Maybe not foundationally true statement, corny at best. Mm. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit thought it was a great time. He took those words, mm. hit me between the eyes. Wow. I started crying in front of my wife, who I've never done. Wow. She is looking around like, what are they doing to my husband? What's going on here? So the walls started coming down at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And um, so two weeks later, my wife dedicated her life to Jesus. Wow. Yes. Everything changed. Everything, including this foul mouth marine <laughs> did you write uh, did you at that point did he facilitate you really just coming or was there a point there where you said yeah jesus oh yeah i'm here yeah when i realized that i had been protecting myself from my true beliefs and feelings mm-hmm. uh, then it was like riding a bike again yeah i knew exactly the scriptures and everything else and uh People that knew me, my children, they had no, like my daughter says, I didn't think you'd ever change. Wow. I mean, people that knew me knew me mm-hmm. were shocked. All four people in the room were shocked. Wow. 
No one was thinking, oh, well, this is definitely an also call moment. No, he's just giving me an answer back to a challenging question. And Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit just came in. Done. Wow. Yeah. Don't be scared hmm. to have dinner with uh, honorary Marines. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah. God's at work. Absolutely. And you never know if it's a, mm. and it's, I always say now, because we've done a lot of things, been in Japan on mission trips, and evangelism is not winning an argument. The Holy Spirit's going to make this happen. Mm. Just be available. Wise words, because we think we have to have every word yeah. and have all the arguments and answers for all the arguments. Exactly. Say, and no. No, no, it's... It's, uh, you're just a tool, and he can, can and will do the rest. And he can use goofy illustrations. Ah, yes. That just uh, yeah. cut through <laughs> yeah. all of the, the real issues yeah. and get to the heart. Exactly. And uh, Well, I, I mean, so you, you have this, this time, and then Shigeko, your wife, comes to Christ two right. weeks later. Right. What happened... I mean, how did that, was it she just saw you? I think it's a combination of being transparent with her about my real feelings and beliefs. And Tedeko-san, Tim's wife, uh, crazy strong, both of them are awesome Christians, hmm. um, would feed into her also in her own language and uh, make it more understandable. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, that is the language barrier. Is that was that a tough to communicating truth? Is it hard to? I, even now, when we we study a lot, by the way, uh, even now when we study, uh, scriptures comes on the screen. She's going. She's reading it in Japanese. Mm -hmm. She's listening in English and reading it in Japanese to get a fuller understanding. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, been an awesome journey since then. So you, so. You and your wife are now believers. You are, again, uh, equally yoked. Amen to that. <laughs> equally yoked uh, with, with, the, with the true vine. Yes. And uh, what is life like now after, at, from that moment? How, how long has it been? Uh, let's see, 2003. So almost 20 or 18, yeah, 19, eight, whatever right. years. Right. It's been, what's that journey been like? Unbelievable. Um, when it says you are one, we are one. Mm. Um, we do everything together. We study together. We listen to audible books at, you know, before we go to bed at night and Christian stuff, of course. And uh, so our happiness is being together and being with Christ. Mm. Totally different game plan. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable. If someone on the outside hears this and probably laugh, I'm telling you, the, the love that we have between each other and the peace and joy is unbelievable. Well, then let me ask you on just a quick question switching of gears so for you what makes a good marriage mm, <laughs> he will speak a lot of good Japanese here too but could you, uh, okay. I, I want to hear some more but tell me um, 
Good marriage. What do you think makes a good marriage for a equally yoked believing couple? Because there are so many Christians whose marriages are just damaged and they're they're hurting. Well, I'm gonna go around the bush. I read a book not several years ago called "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," mm-hmm. and basically the crutch of the book is just because you got here in a successful situation doesn't mean you have personally the insight how he got here. Mm-hmm. All I can say is my wife is um, um, she stands up for herself. What is the most important thing is we communicate each other's needs. We listen to each other's complaints. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I see a humility in both of you. It's like there's this equal amount of humility toward each other. It's not a getcha, getcha. It's a humble, humble. Not that you don't stand up and say what you think, but there is this uh, this service toward yeah. one another. I think that's a true statement. Um, I wasn't prepared to talk about All I can know is I'm at a place that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. In fact, we don't have much money, but we're happier than most people mm-hmm. that I know of. Yeah, um, I'm very at peace with everything. Would you tell? What would you tell someone who is struggling with faith? And the language today is called uh, the deconstruction of faith, where someone, especially in folks maybe around that time in their 30s, they've had this foundation of faith, and um, but. Life throws them curveballs, whether it's health or whether it's financial or relational, and um, not really on the battlefield at this point. But there's all other things that are that are just thrown at them from the enemy in the world, and they come to this point of questioning their beliefs. What advice can you offer to some folks who are maybe in the beginning of that journey where you were? Number one. Keep pursuing. Don't give up. Don't make a final decision and, and build walls of protecting your ego or your position. Um, I was doing the study on Hosea recently, and they were talking about when the northern kingdom fell away. They had just been through a great period of prosperity. And so I found a quote that I loved. It said, a smooth sea never produces experienced mariners. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't become a good seaman when everything's right. Mm-hmm. It's those bumps that hit you that can build your faith when they should. When some people will give up. So persistence, stay in there, stay in the word. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, I'm sure people going through that uh, maybe that wouldn't help. But bad times. Are not always bad. It's, right. it's beneficial. Did you believe God was always loving you in the midst of you when you just said goodbye, God? Hey, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, could you see Him? Could you see His love? Maybe you didn't identify it as His love back then. If you don't look for it, you can't see it. Yeah, good point. You know. Um, when you've got those walls around you, you're protective of your position, you know. Is that what you were a lot? It was building those walls? Did you feel that? Uh... In the way I communicated, absolutely. You know, it's um, 
someone say something, I'd be off in some kind of insulting way to respond. It wasn't pretty. Mm. So that's why I remember this other quote. You can't be persuasive when you're abrasive. Mm, good one. <laughs> yes. Yes. 35 years late, but hello. <laughs> what if, if I'm working with somebody or I have a friend who has turned, uh, just turned away from God um, and say, I was your friend back then, what could I have done and what should I not do to be a good friend to you? Don't use Chris, Christianese, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think one of the things we picked up today, I put in my notes, is what we were watching, but the interaction with different personalities. Mm-hmm. Don't try to change them. Mm-hmm. Try to understand them. Show them the love, even though they reject it. Continue to show them love. See, my son, I was a great teacher. He still doesn't believe in any of this. And I know from my experience, if I trapped him and said, okay, I'm going to work this conversation, I'm going to ask this, I said, and he's going to have to. No, Holy work. Spirit, it does not. Well, the Lord can use many different ways. Yeah. Um, I, but um, our human reasoning yes. isn't, the, is, it's not the best path. Yes. It's the Holy Spirit who does the work. Yeah. Someone other said, if you became a Christian because you lost the argument, you're going to win the next one. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it's 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 a realization of the reality of what everything's in in the Bible. The realization that He does love us when we have no reason to be loved. You know, um, that's that's why Jesus said. I mean, if you look at the the only John summed it up in uh, his first letter. Some call it more of a of a uh, of a sermon. But his first letter in First John, uh, where he was, he said, "Okay, these are the commandments of the Lord." And I'm everyone's ears are. This is it. I'm going to give it. Here's all the commandments: believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and love one another. Yeah, that's it. it. There you go. You do that, you're in good company. Exactly. And he also said, "The unbelievers, my son, and people like that." will know that we speak with truth and authority by how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Not just our people in our church or in our sphere of influence, but everyone we come in contact. Show them respect and love. If they're wrong, love them. Not just toward that son, but toward they're watching us. Exactly. We are the person they're watching. And the, how we relate. Yeah. And if we're going to be flipping off people on on the highway and being mean to the clerk in the i mean that's not christian love and there's so many easy paths to demonstrate that i think i'm not going to say that but there's so many ways we can demonstrate the lack of um, Mm. writer i love um philip yancey Mm -hmm. wrote a book on um, vanishing grace god's grace is not vanishing as distributors as the church sometimes we hold back mm-hmm. and destroy it anyway, was, but it's a very good book it has a very good message uh, we need to be those vessels of grace absolutely Distribu- yes absolutely. and distributing and, and letting that Christ life within us yes. overflow his love and grace absolutely toward others and yeah. that's what they're watching yes in one of his other books he said um, 
he was talking about C.S. Lewis. There was it walked into a big meeting going on, a bunch of people talking theology. He walked in. And he says, "So what's the question?" And the question was, "What's the difference between all these world religions and Christianity?" And C.S. Lewis says, "That's easy. Grace. Grace." <laughs> Okay, I got to throw a little Japanese in here, right? Yeah. Okay. Chinese is a very interesting language, and Japanese pull their written language into it. And there's a word in Japanese, uh, my niece, uh, my nephew is named that. It's called chie, chie, C-H-I-E, and it's made up of two Chinese characters. The one on the left means to know. The one on the right means grace. So in their language, wisdom, that's what that word means, wisdom, means to know grace. Wow. Boom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mic drop yeah, on that's that it. one. <laughs> and that's what we want. And I, you know, I, I say it all the time. There's folks who, uh, who talk a lot about, uh, and I use this in the context of understanding who we are in Christ and our identity, and people talk a lot about uh, Yes, they understand they're holy and righteous. And uh, the one of the intents of this podcast is to, well, you know, don't just talk about it. Go out there and express it. Go walk it. Yeah. Live it. If you are holy and you are holy, go be holy. So yes. Peter said, be holy. Don't get any more holy. Just go be holy. Why? Well, you're holy and yeah. you're righteous and you're loved and you're forgiven. Right. Go be that. Just like Watchman Nee's book, Sit, Walk, Stand. Sit, understand that we are in heavenly places with Christ. Walk, walk as he would want us to walk. And then stand firm. Mm, against the enemy. Yeah, that's it. That's, so. that's well, let me, let me close it uh, right there. Uh, okay. With, this was uh, a great conversation and one that uh, I hope, in fact, I know will resonate with many folks. And I say it. I say it every podcast, uh, if something touched you, maybe the Lord is talking and speaking to you about a certain uh, area, something uh, just really touched your heart, uh, maybe towards somebody, maybe towards someone that is uh, deconstructing their faith right now. Well, don't just think about it and don't talk about what would be nice to do. I would encourage you to stop talking and start walking in love and grace toward those that God still and always will love. Amen. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.